Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Wrestle Culture. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 boom. We doing Big E in. We cash in. Check it out now. Big E in wrestling. We doing Big E in up in WWE. It's just that Wilbo man, Phil C and Adam Cleary. Sorry, this, that's not... Oh, <laughs> before we went on there, you went, I'm really sorry, it's not as good as last week, by the way. He's put bars in it. He's put custom bars in it. Anyway, I'm Wilbo Man, joined by <laughs> Phil C and Adam Cleary to discuss all the goings-on in wrestling this week. Before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Cool Dressing on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts where we review Raw, SmackDown, NXT 2.0, AEW Dynamite, AEW Rampage, pay-per-views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Phil and Cleary and gents, Big E is WWE champion. Couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. Couldn't have a nicer guy. Yeah, obviously nice of WWE to do a really good nostalgic playback to about, what, 2017, 2018, when anybody even remotely associated with what culture got, you know, a massive push within their company. So <laughs> really, really nice to let, to, really nice for us to know on a personal level that we have once again aided another uh, crowning of a WWE champion following in the storied histories of of uh, Drew and mm. uh, and uh, people who are cancelled now. So that's yeah, <laughs> great. good for Biggie. Now, obviously, it was quite a surprise to see that tweet go out sort of Monday evening from from me. I to be honest. I was really annoyed when I saw that tweet because I was like, oh, you're not going to... Oh, that's it. That, well, that's Xavier Woods turning, isn't it? Like, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's what that is. Not in, for a second did I believe that that was like an earnest, well, we're going to do the cash-in and it's going to go well mm. for your aspiring champion. I just thought it was like, oh, this is like... I mean, I saw people tweeting like, oh, I saw people replying to the tweet saying, look, I love you, but please don't make me watch Raw. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he sort of hinted at it on SmackDown, didn't he? Yeah. On Super SmackDown last week. And all through Raw, he was telling us, telling well, the, everyone he's going to cash in. We did the Raw preview, and I this was just before the tweet had gone out, and I said, oh, it's like a you know hyperbolic final thing. Could Big E cash in tonight? And the Dadly Boys poo-pooed it, and then I got home and went, oh, so I guess that's happening. <laughs> but like you say, with, even despite the fact it's Big E and... You know, there's no reason to not trust him. 
when he said, I'm going to cash in tonight, I either thought, well, he's not cashing in. Yeah. Or like you say, he's getting screwed. And my mind immediately turned to, because I was like, why have they done this? Well, they've put the title match on Monday night because they wanted Popper rating because of Monday Night Football and Dynamite and blah, 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 blah. And that's the reason they're doing that. Plus, they're chucking a cash-in promise in there. And then I was like, oh, yeah, remember the time they did that the last time with Damien Sandow? So I just got really worried, if I'm honest. This is the thing. They've trained us to be worried in situations like this because we know we can't not allow nice things. Credit where it's due. Swerves are good in professional wrestling. And much as we saw with the wedding on NXT 2.0, the swerve then was just... It was fine. <laughs> was, the swerve they tonight got was, married. That yeah, was the swerve. Like, they threw up loads of flags being like, well, we wouldn't mention it on Twitter if it was actually going to happen and we wouldn't like let him flag it up in advance because then he's never going to win it. The swerve was just... The guy said he was going to do something that we all wanted to see him do, and he did it. That's, really that's a it. swerve, though. That's In our minds, that's a swerve. Yeah, but a swerve, but, I mean, a swerve is only a swerve if you don't expect it. And I think... You ask 10 wrestling fans on the street. Yeah. What street that is. But if you find them, <laughs> ten, nine of them will say, like, something like that. Oh, it's going to, well, we wouldn't telegraph that unless we were trying to, like, lead you off the scent. Swerve's only a swerve if you don't expect it. And I don't think anybody expected that. But it's so, so nice to see, you know, uh, it was slightly heelish to attack the WWE <laughs> champion post-match when he's got an injured leg. But at the end of the Nobody day... Nobody told him he was going to do it, though. Yeah, at the end of the yeah, day, that reaction was, was, was worth every penny, I think. And, and he, if anyone can save Monday Night Raw, it's Big E. If it, well, yeah, simply you can save the company. I mean, we've talked about this on other things, possibly. I can't, this is how my brain works now. I can't remember if I've said this on anything officially or if I've just said <laughs> yeah. it in the office. Um, I'd hotshot it by off him. I'd, I'd kill that buzz straight away. It was on the news. I asked you who should be. Yeah, Roman yeah. I'd, I'd, get, I'd get him straight back off. I'd get straight back off him. You popped your rating. You got your thing out of the audience. And bear in mind, someone like Big E has always he's been a tag team act, a mid-card act. He's not somebody who was brought into the company to be a world champion. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got to sort of roll the dice a bit on this. I mean, famously, that Jericho, you know, the Jericho thing, yeah, you know, years and years ago where he, he beat Triple H at the start of the night but had the belt stripped off him. That was that was them testing the crowd to see, like, what would actually happen if Jericho won? Would he be received as an actual champion? They did it with Dean Ambrose as well mm. a couple of years ago. If the plan is to just get the thing straight back off him, then, you know, now you know that you can actually put him in a proper world title field that builds eventually to him getting it, and you know the crowd are going to be into that. Plus, I think, as we said on the news... You have got the thing of like, well, he did do a money in the bank cashing off a dude with a bum knee or yeah. leg or hip or whatever he's got. So there's kind of a like bit of a question mark over this. He's not gone and won a world championship match yet the way you would like somebody mm. to go and win a world championship match. Certainly has factually gone and won one, mm. but you wouldn't say somebody who's like gone and won the big one. So if you strip the belt straight back off him, put him back on SmackDown, built to him versus Roman at WrestleMania, Ooh. possibly winning the Royal Rumble, all of a sudden. You know, you've got you've got the inbuilt storyline of well, you know, you might be a world champion now. You might have that on your resume, but it was for a week, and all you did was beat an injured dude by cashing in on him. Like that's not, you know, you're not on my level. I'm mm. Roman Reigns. You know, I've done this the hard way. Blah blah blah. There's your story. The guys to then prove you can actually. I look. I think genuinely, this is a really good thing they've done. And whether they keep the belt on him for ages, that's good. Or if they take it back off him and put that as part of a storyline going into Mania, that's good also. Very rare we can say WWE have done something that has just multiple good potential yeah. possibilities with it. I don't see the bad, other than them just giving him a really underwhelming run with it and then forgetting about it and he never gets it again, which hopefully they've learned with Kofi, don't do yeah. that. Can't take someone with endless amounts of goodwill and do yeah, that, that, you, that There is limits to Not that again. goodwill. There is limits to that goodwill, do you know what I mean? Um, 
I just I'm, ex- I'm delighted for him. I'm delighted that WWE have like done something that everybody wanted and done it in an interesting way. It is surreal, isn't it? Because like you say, it's something that we've we've hoped for for Big E for quite some time, and it just always felt like I couldn't believe how long he'd been with the company. Mm. Yeah, I was thinking that as well. I mean, it feels like he's only not won this title because he's such a nice guy and hasn't really politicked for it behind yeah. the scenes. Like he's a very Vince friendly shape in terms of a wrestler. <laughs> big dude. He's a very big dude. And it just seems like no, yeah, it seems like a no-brainer that it should should have happened ages ago. But like from all the interviews and things that you see with him and what he's done with us, like he just he comes across as the nicest man in the world. And maybe he's just not there backstage fighting for this. And it's almost like, well, here you go, here's your chance. Like you, you've done everything we've ever asked of you for all this time, and now like go run with the ball. It's just kind of it's just nice it's, to see nice we- people get to that position. It's weird going back and watching his early stuff because obviously like. The early, early proto NXT, like before it really kicked off, like him and Rollins were like sort of the, the inaugural two champions. I think I'm correct in saying he felt like somebody they had an eye on for being a world champion in NXT. And then his, his sort of debut story introduction with the whole Ziggler and AJ Lee thing that felt like you know there was there was a bit of an eye on doing it then. But as soon as he sort of like fell out of that, fell into the, the new IC day, stuff. Title or yeah, very yeah, really early on. As soon as he fell into that and the new day stuff, it was just like this guy isn't here to like do all of this. He's genuinely been put in a program he loves with his friends mm, and he's yeah. having more fun doing this without the stress and anxiety. Like, you know, it's not like, oh, is the needle going to move? They put Biggie in the main <laughs> event. Like everybody's like arse moved when they put them on the mid card because they just made everybody happy and dance. And it's just like, I know people, I know people in autobiographies and in interviews will say, well, you get into this business to be the very best and all this, but no, you don't. You get into any job to enjoy yourself as much, as much as yeah. you can. Like, to get through, make enough money, and just genuinely be proud of the work you've done. And I don't think he's going to look back. If he does go on, if he goes on to be a main eventer for years and years now, he's not going to look back at his New Day years and think, well, you know, that was a bit silly in comparison. <laughs> he, like, he's genuinely gone and done the stuff he's loved. He could retire tomorrow and be delighted with his time in that company. And now that he maybe even gets to go on levels above that and do all this world title stuff. It's just, it's really, I just, I'm going to say it again, it's really nice for him and it's really nice for the company. That's the thing with all the New Day stuff as well, like how, how protective they've been about not breaking up this group. Like yes. we don't need to do singles things and just yep. break up the group to go on and do the singles things. And then you get those moments when they're like, they reunite on Raw and then he wins the title and they're all hugging and it's just really nice. And it's like a bunch of friends that have been through loads together that we've kind of fallen in love with through their travels on TV and then they all come back together and whenever it is, whenever it happens, they split up for a while and come back together. It just makes these really, really nice moments that are really, really rare in wrestling. I will say as well, the temp- they'll, we'll have talked about it God knows how many times backstage about splitting them up and doing feuds and whatnot. Ugh. Can you imagine like if we'd had, I mean, I'm sure we would have invested in it because we, you know, we liked them as characters and we would have wanted to be supportive, but like, we would have had, what, a Kofi versus Big E match where Xavier Woods couldn't bring himself to pick a side, and as a result, it was a screwy finish, and he tries to stop one person cheating and inadvertently costs the other. And there's all This would have gone on for three or four months. There would have been two pay-per-view matches out of it. They would have been yeah. given maximum 10 minutes to go. Then it would have, have really got a triple threat match on, like, a fast lane or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah which, wouldn't have even had, which wouldn't have had a conclusive end, because how do you do... Because, you know, one guy's, like... Go on one side and one guy's on the other, and poor Xavier Woods, he doesn't want it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it would, you knew exactly what you would have got. It would have been really underwhelming. None of what they could have done with splitting up that group, none of that would have been as good as them just hugging in the ring when Big mm. E wins the title. 
none of it would have had the same emotional impact. No, I agree. Yeah. There's, there's such exciting potential for, for Big E going forward as and Survivor WWE Series champion. is coming up, and they've just put the title on a big baby face to go up against Mega Heel Roman Reigns. And you've got potentially the Bloodline versus Usos. Me, uh, Bloodline versus Usos. Bloodline versus The New Day. Yeah. Uh, me and the Dadly Boys are going to talk more about this in a podcast uh, coming out tomorrow. But let's talk about the Bloodline and talk about Roman Reigns, who was confronted on SmackDown last week by the Demon. Yeah, he's back after all this time. It's weird. I'm actually kind of impressed how they're doing this storyline in WWE at the minute because they've somehow got Finn Balor not only intertwined with the John Cena, Roman Reigns stuff, Mm -hmm. but now the Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar stuff. And then you've still got this Finn Balor character who's just like, what do I have to do to get attention around here? (laughs) Oh, I know. Come back as the the demon. Uh, And it's all kind of making sense and fitting in and Finn Balor doesn't feel that diminished from it, which I think is actually kind of impressive. Yeah, because I think with them announcing uh, Crown Jewel is going to be Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, people are like, cool, so whoever he's facing Extreme Rules, he's squashing. (laughs) And then they bring the demon back. And we all kind of feel, I I sense maybe I'm wrong, but we all kind of feel that that's going to be really beneficial to like increase the aura of Roman Reigns. Oh my God, he's beating the demon. The demon who's undefeated. Um, (laughs) So you could do that. But also, you go, well, it's the demon. If anyone can beat Roman, it's it Finn Balor's that ego that, seed of doubt. that only comes out on certain occasions. Yeah. You can maybe, you know, hot shot it back. I, I don't know. But I, I do like that the, there at least a, is a slight question mark going into the Universal Championship match at Extreme Rules. I Yeah. I mean, I, again, I don't want to, like, I mean, and there's very, very important things you're raising there. But just, we've said it so many times. Like, it's so easy for WWE to just make this good. <laughs> right and right now, yeah, there are a couple of things. Which, uh, the the bottom of the card, the middle of the card makes no sense. But like, where it counts, the stuff that really draws people in, everything on both shows right now is very good and very interesting, and people being are being used well and used effectively, and they're not taking the audience for idiots, and they're presenting the multiple different ways things could go. And genuinely, this is like, it's actually quite nice at the minute <laughs> to, talk, to talk about all of this, like. For all, for every person they've lost who's just who pers- who persevered with Raw and SmackDown for years and just was I cannot I cannot do this anymore. It's not enjoyable. I only watch this because I like wrestling and I don't even like the wrestling I'm watching. <laughs> for every one of those they lost, they click their fingers and just start consistently booking top stars well and having interesting title feuds with big payoff moments like Big E and big moments of intrigue like the Demon coming back. They will replace every single one of those I will never watch it again types with four or five people who are like, oh, yes, it's good now. Oh, can <laughs> I just enjoy this again? It's just like Super SmackDown. I know it was Super SmackDown and it's, it's Ooh, yeah, MSG and what have you. Well, I watched that show and thought, well, this is perfect. It was a hot this, crowd as well. Like yeah. That's the hottest the WWE crowd has been since they came back to crowds, including yeah. that very first show back, which <laughs> says quite a lot, I think. But yeah, I was just like... Right, do this all the time, but with also with Raw as well, and jobs are good in. Yeah. And then they haven't advertised in anything for this week. So you wonder for so long how these two shows are written by the same group of people. It makes absolutely no sense. Like any TV show network or whatever, in like ever in the history of the world, if you had a writing team that were coming up with these two shows, and one of them was as bad as Raw has been, and one of them is as good as SmackDown has been, you'd be asking questions it about does, what's it, going on. It here. does make sense, but only in the context of they're only allowed a certain amount of time to write them both, and they only are allowed to start one of them when they finish the first <laughs> one. <laughs> we'll say as well, the thing about MSG shows is they are great on the night when you watch them, but then you do wake up at like two or three o'clock in the morning and are really, really thirsty, don't you? Really dry mouth. <laughs> You're just hungry again, Lyle. 
we will talk more. Uh, it's a Chinese food joke. <laughs> about uh, the title picture over in AEW and the new NXT in a second. But before that, Adam Cleary, are we going to get a wrestling union? Andrew Yang's back on his soapbox again, basically, talking about the Department of Labor and you know, unionization for, for, for wrestlers. We talked about this uh, literally about this time last year when they were doing the releases and the third-party stuff and blah, 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 blah. Is there ever... Uh, uh, it's probably a ridiculous question. Is there ever a chance that we're going to get a wrestling union? Right. All I can basically base this on is every time over here, not even necessarily over here, but in other industries where you see something similar happens a lot in the media. There's been a lot of journalism, stuff like this. Vice in particular is a good example where there just seems to be a groundswell of support within the company on certain levels, as well as a groundswell of public opinion Mm -hmm. for a union. But the company is like multinational global excuses are always thrown in that like, because we're international, we can't really have a union because it affects too many people across too many different countries. There's always an excuse made. Mm. What I imagine will happen and bear in mind, I am about as far away from both a legal expert and a wrestling expert <laughs> as you could possibly hope to have in here. I would imagine there'll be a lot of noise for it in WWE, which will make a lot of people start looking towards AEW as they're like, well, what are you guys? Because you, you know, you're know, you the difference makers, yeah. aren't you? You do, you do things differently. You've seen everything that's wrong with that company and you act accordingly. I think people will start to look towards them to sort of like, you know, just, just, I think, to dunk on WWE, like, oh, well, I bet AEW will do it because uh, the hell were you, Vince? And I think some union-looking thing will happen in AEW, but, like, based within the company, like, sort of offering them representation or offering them power of bargaining without it legally being recognized as a union, without having the power of a union. And that'll be it. <laughs> and that'll be it. And that'll be it. And every time somebody points at what's going on in AEW, WWE will just be able to go, well, that's not a union, though, is it? That's as much a union as Ken Shamrock, Mick Foley, <laughs> the big show. Who was the fourth one in that? Test. It's as much a union as they were. Any chance? Like, it's weird, because we were talking about this on the news this morning. I, just, I will just say, I think that's to fundamentally be a, a major shift in the... I've seen that spider as well. A major shift <laughs> been looking in at the, the current podcast. America. And you land on the soundboard. Hang on. A little spider, I guess. Oh, oh, yeah. Bitty, whatever, right. So I think that I think there would have to be just a big political shift in America for this to happen. Because, yes. you know, wrestlers forming a union, like... Gives me flashbacks to Jesse Ventura, and that's about yeah, it. It's been talked about for a long, long time. Just, and nothing has ever, ever happened. And anyone, anyone is, is brave enough to stick their head up and talk about it, they suddenly get yeah. blacklisted. So the thing about it is, fundamentally, is wrestling can't work with a union <laughs> because wrestling only works, really, because of the exploitation of the workforce. <laughs> like, they put their bodies, their brains, their family lives, everything, like, to the, to the detriment of just going on the road and putting on the show, and that's why you have the boys' culture if you don't really talk about stuff. Everything. Wrestling, you know, if wrestling was the kind of industry where a union could work, then it wouldn't be it wouldn't be pro wrestling. And that's, by the way, if you're listening to that going, is he saying that unions are bad and wrestling no, is good? No, no, I'm saying that unions are great and wrestling's the worst thing in the world. <laughs> if there were wrestling unions throughout the entire industry, there would be no wrestling. There would be no independent wrestling. Yep. Like tomorrow, there would be absolutely nothing. No independent show would run because it wouldn't. And, and again, just to clarify, to. that's not Phil Chambers saying that unions are bad, yeah. independent wrestling is good. <laughs> that's just, unions are great and independent wrestling is. would rightly wither and die tomorrow <laughs> as a result. 
But if, if this was ever going to happen, it would have been at the start of AEW. If this is a group of people that have come through the system that know exactly what the bad points behind it yeah. are and have got so annoyed with that side of the system that they're creating their own thing. And a huge part of that was not creating a union. Yeah. It was setting up a business model very similar yeah. to WWE. Just having better business practices, yeah. which is, in effect, what you want a union for. It's to protect you against bad business practices and bad owners and mistreatment of the workforce. And for all we can say, like, oh, it'd be nice if AEW set this up. I can't see. Based currently on the way they've operated so far, God, I could be wrong. You know, when the, if, you know, in years to come when the chips are down, God knows if they're going to be any better than WWE when things are difficult. But... Right now, you can't envisage them releasing 30 to 40 people in the middle of a pandemic when they can't get any other work. What I can see coming out of this is a bunch of ex-wrestlers doing big lawsuits against WWE, maybe getting a decent settlement out of it. That's that's why I think there will be... I don't think you'll see any current wrestlers joining on board. I think there'll be some kind of tokenism with this. Like, I think you... Right, you say, I think you probably will get a lot of lawsuits from old wrestlers as... You know, more more is learned every year about why wrestling is not something a human body should yeah. particularly do. Whereas, you know, in the olden days, it was just like, just toughen up, kid. That's mm. like that's what that's the business, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. <laughs> Whereas now, it's, it's we know a lot more about stuff. A lot of moves are discouraged. A lot of working practices are discouraged. Like the performers' health is prioritized. You know, they start there's wellness. Imagine having a wellness policy in the eighties, for example. Although we can roll our eyes at how well it's enforced, it at least exists. You know what I mean? And as you think. Eventually, there'll be so, so much happening in terms of lawsuits and them having to retroactively compensate people that there will be some sort of token gesture offered to the current uh, generation of talent, if only to mitigate against these things happening in the future. Yeah. I just think that the industry knows how this works because we went through it you know, last year. We've been through it on many, many occasions and all the attention's coming on and all the pressure comes on, occasionally from politicians like Andrew Yang, uh, when you say occasionally from politicians like me, yeah. when you point at me when you said that? Uh, occasionally from like TV shows like Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, yeah. but they just wait it out. They go, ah, the topic will change in 10 minutes. It's yeah. fine, don't worry about it. Absolutely. And then that happens and they go, got over that one. No third party stuff. <laughs> so uh, I, I don't see anything changing. No. But let's, let's cheer ourselves. Before, before we move on, on I'd love to be wrong. I yes. would love to yeah. be wrong. Before we move on as well, is that like the independent contractor status is ludicrous. And should be completely illegal and is just... It's one or the other, isn't it? Incredibly wrong. Like You're either an independent contractor, which yeah. means you can do Twitch and do all the other stuff. and They should know, not get away own. with the amount of restrictions that they put on the people and still call them independent contractors. Yeah. It's so I'm not awful. an employee. No, 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 no. But I can't do this other stuff. Oh, no, 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 no. It's like, what? How's that? Okay. Well, I do think if anything... That's capitalism, friends. Anything realistic happens is probably an improvement on the working conditions and the terms of the contract. This is maybe the ban. What have you done? Let's cheer ourselves up. Let's move on. Phil Chambers, we are getting Kenny Omega versus Brian Daniels. No, shut up. Do the quiz. Michaels will talk about this and they'll say much better. (laughs) You've come dressed as Daniel Bryan today. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) He's wearing a white piece. How are you you feeling about this? Because it is sort of a dream match that we all hoped for from the moment Brian was linked... Yes, I'm all right to call him Brian. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's Brian that's, see, that's an easy way to do it. <laughs> that's the only way to Brian. do it, yeah. Uh, he, when he was linked for AEW, like, oh, my God, Brian Danielson, Kenny Omega. And then we thought, oh, will they? And then they've literally gone straight to it, and it's on yeah. Michael Cedric's yeah. birthday. So panic, Is it on Cedric's birthday? Panic booking decision to, uh, counteract, <laughs> to counteract Big E winning the belt on Raw. <laughs> you uh, hate to see it. <laughs> I love this. Why wait? Why the hell wait? You've got this dream match that everybody has been clamoring for. It's obviously something that Brian himself has been clamoring for, and one of the biggest reasons that he would move to this company in the first place. Why the hell wait? And the way they've done it, I think, is also really smart, because he's like, oh, okay, let's not make it about the belt. This is about who's better. I'm better than you. 
like step up to me and just going in with that attitude. This this attitude of Daniel Bryan is so entertaining as well because he just knows how goddamn good yeah. he is and he's there. He's like, yeah, I'm not good. It's genuinely... Prove, prove how good you are. It's such a good decision as well because they've just done so many high-profile hires. Do you know what I mean? And if you did, if you brought Punk in and put him in the title picture, you put Brian, but like all of a sudden the company's unrecognizable. Like they brought Punk in, they're putting him in the mid card, effectively giving him really ent- entertaining mm-hmm. storylines because the guy's been out, he's got to feel his way back in. Obviously, somebody you're gonna want to have in a title picture somewhere down the line, but no rush on that. Adam Cole's come back. The most interesting thing about him is his relationship with other members of the roster and where he's been and whatnot. Um, so yeah, explore that as a storyline. But Daniel Bryan is none of this. He does not have a particularly public relationship with the rest of the roster. Yes, obviously, you could go back from the Indies. You could find little bits here and there. But he's not, you know... He was in the main event of WrestleMania. What, that was it. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's he wrestled w- Kenny Omega once in, like, 2002 or something. Yeah, like, <laughs> I saw that clip. He took his head off with that. <laughs> why, why, else, why else would he go to this promotion? He would go because he wants... To, you know, he's not, he's not there. He hasn't got to prove anything. CM Punk has to prove he can still wrestle. Yeah. Like, you know, within the, within, the, within the kayfabe narrative of the company, like, the guy, yes, big deal. Everybody loves him. But kind of has to prove he can wrestle. And they actually, they played into that with the Darby Allen match. It was mm. like, oh, has he still got, oh, what's going on? Has he still got it? <laughs> Cole is like, it's about his relationship with everybody else. Yes, Ruby Soho, you put her in the, the women's picture because there's, you know, there's far fewer narrative threads to tug on in that part of the company. But you've just made all these high-profile signings. Like, you need to get some kind of, like, headline-grabbing match out of all this straight away. And Brian's a perfect person to do it with. You haven't got a find some kind of tenuous storyline because the guy's whole thing is he's the best wrestler in the world. And if you're the best wrestler in the world and you come to a new company, who do you wrestle? Mm. You wrestle their top guy. There's no, just, it's how, if he was, if he was, if he was in AEW for one match, it's the match you'd book. Yeah. And it's, it's the best of both worlds. I think Sid said this, uh, Phil, that you get Kenny Omega versus Daniel Bryan Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson. <laughs> I'm going to start in Brian. We need to instigate some sort of punishment in what culture if you call him Daniel Bryan. Maybe going forward from next week. Herbal Nerbal? Yeah, that's probably the best way to do it. Starting now? Not right yet. I'm, start, I'm starting today, so okay. off you go. Uh, Bring back chops. <laughs> oh, no. Bring back chops. Bring back chops. Bring uh, back chops. But you get that, but then you also get eventually, presumably, down way down the line, whether that's Kenny Omega he faces or not, you know, Brian Danielson winning the world title. But also, he does this, and then win or lose against Kenny Omega, he has to then start building up a record. Because just be, this isn't WWE. You can't just beat yeah. the champion and go, beat the champion, I'm going to be the world title next. I, I like, I, that's one of the things that I really, really like about it, because if you just threw him in at the title picture, you've kind of made a mockery of your whole, ooh, real sports-based feel yeah. to it. Um, he, does, he does not deserve a title shot. They've been they've done they've been really good at doing this. They've been really clever how they've done it. Yes, one or two little things you could point out, but by and large, you've stuck to this. Doesn't matter how big a deal Brian Danielson is, he does not deserve a title shot because there are people on the roster who have built up a record to deserve them a title shot. Christian was one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're doing it exactly the right way. All right, it's not about the belt then. I don't deserve, I, I'm not allowed to go for the belt yet because I've done nothing in this company. All right, okay, but I'm still here for you. You know <laughs> what I mean? So it's I think. Honestly, it's it's so nice to see the consistency yeah. whilst at the same time still getting excited. It's yeah, it's the way that he's playing his character off at the minute as well. He's like he's a massive face now because he's just arrived at the company. He's got a load of hype behind him. He's going after the top heel. One switch, really, really easy little switch, and he could be going after a jungle boy or something yeah. like that and switch it to heel. Just the way his cockiness is. Like, <laughs> Uh, coming out of him, uh, and, and it's like he can go through the entire roster, just probably switching it off, off and on, off and on. 
depending on who he's going up against. And it won't really be like a heel or face turn. It'll just be that character. We did a, a podcast a few weeks back. I think it was me and Sage doing dream matches for CM Punk. And I said at the beginning of this, this is pointless because I could literally sit here, open up the roster page and go, <laughs> yeah. hey, and then go all through all, the, all through those wrestlers. and Name one AW wrestler who starts with A. Abaddon. <laughs> <laughs> Punk versus Abaddon. Book, Book it. it. Yeah. So it's, it's, but it's the same with, with Brian, like you say, of just whether he's, whether, whatever he is right now, you go can go through every single person, whether it's yeah, a Ricky Starks or a Jungle Boy, like you say. Yeah, that's from R to J, so it doesn't really um, And you can <laughs> say, well, he'd be face there and he'd be heel there and it just worked because, yeah, even when he's returning from not being able to ever wrestle again, within a year he can go, I'm going to make you hate me because <laughs> I'm going to shoot on the Royal Rumble burger or whatever it was. <laughs> And chuck some sauce at people. It's just such an exciting time as a, as a fan of AEW. Yeah. Great time to be a wrestling fan. It really, really is. And yeah, this next Dynamite. Oh boy, is it stuck. Rampage, two, night, two hour Rampage as well. Yeah. That better not become a thing, I'm telling no. you. <laughs> My Saturdays are busy enough as it is. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Right, before we get to this week's hashtag, a bloody good quiz, we could not have the uh, former head of NXT coverage here at What Culture on uh, Wrestle Culture, uh, right. without getting your thoughts on NXT 2.0. Tommaso Ciampa is the new NXT champion. 
We had a wedding that you mentioned. We got Bran Breaker, uh, Rick Steiner's <laughs> son in there, who apparently is already the number one contender for the title. But most importantly, we got Tony D'Angelo and him, Cleary. What do you think of the new look of NXT 2.0? You know, when you did the review, we could hear you doing this accent downstairs. <laughs> it's fairly genuine, fairly, fairly soundproof studio. This We don't hear people talking. We don't hear anything. We were downstairs the other day, and all we could hear were you going, Michael Hairfoot! What's this, who's this hey, wise guy? Who's this wise guy? Um, yeah, after I hit the drapini after that, uh, I just feel it's good. Like, it's so badly needed a refresh. Like, it's not game-changing. It's not like, oh, they're going to have to move it back on a Wednesdays now because oh, all of a sudden everything's fixed. Uh, it's just, it's good. It's a, better, it's a better production. It looked it, desperate for a refresh. Uh, the show felt... Yeah, it felt new and it felt exciting, and the title match I thought was really good, despite it largely not making any sense across the start Bob of the night with, with LA Knight losing, and then just uh, it sucks yeah. to be Kyle Riley as well. Sucks to be Kyle Riley. <laughs> it's also the thing of Kyle Riley got taken out of the match, and Sid pointed this out, and you're like, oh cool, so Bran Breaker, who won at the beginning, he gets inserted into it. Nope, Von Wagner's here. <laughs> yeah. who I think it's Bill Buchanan, son of a made up. Yeah, something like that. It's really weird. It's re- Matt Bloomson, isn't he? I don't uh, know. Yeah. Really, it, it, yeah, it's still hamstrung by the problems of it's being written by WWE writers. Yeah. The first match in the big new thing, the main event of NXT 2.0 was a wedding, <laughs> which, which, to be fair, was genuinely really good. Yeah. It had some huge pops in it. The axe thing still makes me laugh three days later. I like when, that. That's mean. When now. was the last time you could say something you saw on a WWE show made you laugh three days later on purpose? Like, virtually, <laughs> virtually, it was... Yeah, like, it, it's not that deep. You know what I mean, this? It's just, it was a better show than it has been in recent weeks, and hopefully they'll keep that going. Whether or not it's just, you know, new manager bounce like you get in football, or whether it <laughs> is actually better, time will tell. But yeah, I enjoyed it more than I've enjoyed most NXT episodes lately. My biggest takeaway from all of this was the absolute flex of releasing Everrise and then two months later stealing their name. <laughs> and the fact that NXT 2.0 did like 770-odd thousand, and... Dynamite with 2.0 in the main event <laughs> did over a million the fourth most watched Dynamite ever. Just again, anybody remotely associated with what culture just gets <laughs> straight to, straight to the tap. Straight to the Champions tap. now, of course. BTE champs. Yeah. Out there Didn't challenging Renee Paquette to <laughs> like race you do. first. It's a bold choice, Isn't especially it? when you're fighting John Moxley that, that week. Is that Re- Renee Paquette? Isn't she like... One of the top five or so podcasters in the wrestling industry. Oh, she's, she's trying hard. Trying hard. I, I forget, like, because there's so much smoke and dust behind us. It's hard to see who's in it. Hey, maybe <laughs> if, if she keeps plugging away that little podcast that could, hey, maybe we'll let her come on the, you know, the real, the yeah. real number one I podcast. Know, you know what, I'm she just, just needs to get punk a few I'm more gonna, times and maybe she'll do it. I'm going to step in here. I'm just going to step in here as the only adult in the room. <laughs> Sorry, the only adult in the company. I'm If Renee wants to come in, and do a podcast with us. Even if it's just over Skype, she's got to fly over. Even if it's just over like Skype or Zoom, it's official invite. The floor is open. She can have your job as far as I'm <laughs> I don't mind. Like he's like Tony D'Angelo. Sorry, I don't, I, Tony D'Angelo. Sorry, Tony D'Angelo. Oh, I get it now, Renee. Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, fantastic. The thing is, it's all well and good her coming over, but can she do a bloody good quiz? 
Oh, his, the little idiot with his little idiot box. I love it the so way much. The little face lit up when he thought of that. <laughs> Transition. Like, segue. segue. <laughs> At what point, by the way, you're going to do the ultimate efficiency saving in the entire history of what culture and pre-record if you're a fan of this sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good point. That's what I'm going to do next, isn't it? Anyway, this week's Hashtag Blue Good Quiz is brought to you by Adam Wilborn's son. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Who left this review this on iTunes? This is weird. Yeah. Um, yes. Seems like a personal moment. Then. Yes. <laughs> If uh, if you want your name associated with a hashtag bloody good quiz, and you can call yourself anything, apparently, on <laughs> iTunes, uh, leave us a five-star review, just like Adam Wilborn's son, who writes, Top Class Podcast, the best wrestling podcast, as it has been for years now. Uh, just please have the Dadleys on AEW pay-per-view reviews from now on. Thanks. Which is a, a slight shot there off Ben Roy Turner, because he did the AEW review. But that was oh. only because the Dadley boys were working like I, you were on AEW I night. thought you meant... Only have them on that. Oh, God. And I was like, God, no. <laughs> no. Then the rest of us would have to do the other stuff. Uh, so it's been, Phil Shane, it's been a very eventful week in the world of wrestling. Indeed. So what do you think this week's Hashtag Bloody Good Quiz is all about? Uh, well, Biggie cashed in, mm-hmm. so he would be a good topic. Absolutely. Yeah. Or just Money in the Bank cash-ins in general. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel Bryan, maybe. Oh, good, good. Um, 2.0, always, pretty much every single week. NXT, nice quiz about NXT, the NXT 1.0. They're all, they're all good guesses, but in actual fact, this week's quiz is all about... These nuts. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, but I was just... I was really proud about... <laughs> adding that to the soundboard this week. Oh, dear. Oh, I've not added many this week. <laughs> but I can tell you, this week's quiz is all about wrestling... Ease. Ease. <laughs> <laughs> we've had wrestling animals, we've had wrestling pills, and now we've got wrestling... Ease. My God. <laughs> I'm drunk with power. Somebody stop me. <laughs> right, are you ready? No, neither of you are. Okay, let's do this. Okay. Um, ten questions, multiple choice. Shout out your name, wait for me to come to you. It's just before. Okay, so there's like things starting with E or? Uh, well, uh, we'll go through it. Uh, but first of all, uh, as we traditionally do, uh, start of, I'm just going to use my last sound clip up right now. Oh start of every uh, quiz, of course, we place our hand on our heart. We look to the to the flag hanging up and we, we think of. And God bless United States. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, we're going to be millionaires with this. <laughs> millionaires. As the office pattern slowly seeps more and more into the podcast. Okay, right. Okay, question one. Ease <laughs> in wrestling. Okay. First question is about Big E. Hey, there it is. Congratulations. The Adam. biggest E true. of all. <laughs> it's not a true or false. Okay. Question number one. Who, according to my brief internet search that may or may not be wrong, okay, this week, who did Big E first use the five count on in NXT? Oh, God. Was it, this is just generic names. These are all legit, legitimate names from his cage ranks. Though. Was it Chad Baxter, Rudy Parker, Drake Brewer, or Cable Jones. <laughs> all names, all legitimate names of people he faced in, I presumably, FCW, not NXT at the time. Though. 
Uh, what was this, what was the second one? Uh, Chad Baxter, Rudy Parker, Drake Brewer, or Cable Jones. I'm gonna say Rudy. No, dear, that's wrong. <laughs> She's bad. <laughs> so, what were the other ones? Uh, Chad Baxter, Drake Brewer, or Cable Jones. Cable Jones. I hope it's Cable man. Jones. I really hope it's Cable Jones. Cable Jones, can it? I'll say Cable Jones. I'm gonna go with Chad Baxter. You're going with Chad. It better not be Baxter. Cable Jones. Yay! Yay! Oh. The correct answer. Chad Baxter was the first person he. I could find footage at least of of him using the five count on. <laughs> Uh, right, question to number so two. Was the first person that came up yeah, on your basically. very quick Google search. Exactly. I mean, oh, you beat him. It must be the first one. <laughs> yeah, it was the first time I've seen him, so <laughs> use it. So there we go. Uh, right, question two is all about Eric Bischoff. Hey. Easy E. Easy E. Oh, weirdly, before you do that question, no, this is absolutely terrible radio. Nobody on the f- internet is going to be able to see this, but I actually saw Eric Bischoff this morning. Just crossing what? the road. <laughs> Cross, <laughs> just crossing yeah. the road. Tweet this to, to the... So our listeners can see this. Genuinely, I can't believe that's come up. I will, uh, yeah. Ask me, ask, yeah, I'll tweet the picture. It was just Eric Bischoff was across the road outside my street. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, it's Eric Bischoff. <laughs> uh, okay, question two is about AZE, Eric Bischoff. Which of these is not a job that Eric Bischoff has done? Is it butcher, veterinary assistant, police officer, or landscape construction is this worker? This is so really? sad you didn't go into basic this is counseling. Counseling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> This is according to uh, Wikipedia. Legit. So real jobs he's done. Real jobs. What were they again? Uh, butcher, veterinary assistant, police officer, or landscape construction worker. He's done See, three out of the, jump, the one that jumps out there is police officer, because that's a lot of qualifications, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, like, there's a lot to go Veterinary through. assistant, you can fill in on the day. Landscape gardener, need a spare pair of hands. Butcher, <laughs> she is a <laughs> But I don't want to. I am going to. Phil, Phil, I'm going to go with the landscape gardener thing just because it seemed a bit wordy for you to make up that yeah. job title. He's a very good point. No, dear, that's uh, wrong. Is it police officer? Yeah. Yeah. It is a police officer. <laughs> I gave you the answer, Phil. <laughs> you moron. Uh, I didn't want to take it from you. Hogan even referenced this apparently when they did all the NWO stuff. He said, if it wasn't for me, this guy was going to be delivering me out of a van, which is what he did apparently. No idea that is actually a thing. Anyway, one each. It's actually quite a trendy job, that now, isn't it? Like, Question three. <laughs> sounds like he just stole some meat and sold it out of the back of his van. Question three. This guy's delivering me out of a van. Nobody's ordered it, but he just shows up. <laughs> it's all about... The elite. Ah, that's an E. Very simple one. This I thought I'd keep some of the questions short and sweet. When did the elite form? Was oh, it oh, 2014, 2015, 2016, or 2017? Adam, 2017. No, dear, that's it wrong. Was. Okay, 2016. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it was uh, January 2016. Oh, nice. right, when they oh, really? Took, that, that early? So on AJ Styles, Bish Bash Bosh. Very, you know, Wrestle, Wrestle Kingdom must have been all. Wait right, a but. minute. Wait a minute. Is that when they started using the name or when they just did the thing that technically made them? As a man currently uh, sub-editing like, uh, Untitled Michael Sidgwick Project, where this, <laughs> this information may have been available and in my head, I'm going to give myself a point. <clears throat> okay, do what you like. Question four is all about evolution. Yeah. Uh, evolution. Thank you, very good. Uh, question Eva Marie's evolution. Oh, God, no. Although, does she make an appearance? She does. <laughs> I very much thought Spoiler of the first head. few E's that came into my head. <laughs> uh, who was supposed to be in Evolution before he was replaced by Batista? I can't remember his name. Go on. Okay, the options are... Shout your name, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark Jindrak. Adam, Mark Jindrak. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! 
I was good at, you know, I was, anyways, if I, had, I should have had some bottle there because I knew, I can remember it was Michael Mark Ginger. Yeah. And I thought if I said Ginger, you would have been a dick and been like, what's his best name? Yeah. And I would have been like, <laughs> So it's either two all or three two in Adam Cleary's head. Two, two four, four questions gone. Uh, question five is about E. The Marie. Hey, there hey. it is. The evolution. <laughs> Uh, and I've been checking out her cage match rating, which is just <laughs> anyone can submit a rating zero to ten as to how bloody great she is. Now I will say, well, watch out, wait, I won't say anything. Okay, the options are great radio: one point three six, one point six three, two point four nine, or two point nine four. Weirdly, Ooh. I thought it was three something. Ooh. I'm Bill. sure I've seen it as three something. Why not? I had in my head 2.62. Ooh. That was just my complete guess as to what it would be. So what were the options again? Uh, 1.36, <laughs> 1.63, 2.49, or 2.94. Ooh, right in the Ooh. middle for you. I'll go with 2.49. No! No, dear, that's wrong. The other one that starts at the two. 2.94. Yeah. No, dear, that's one point one point six something because that's close to my two point six. It's one point three six. That's a lot of zero ratings on that, and then the occasional. I think she's a ten. <laughs> Just to give her that slight bump up. Uh, so after a, a Wilborn, <laughs> yeah. After five questions, it's two each. We're going to move on to another E C W. All right, yeah, the okay. promotion, yeah. yeah. yeah cool. <laughs> Wrestling ease. Uh, who was the last ever ECW champion? Was it? <laughs> no, this, this question, because so many quizzes, I always go, Vince McMahon. <laughs> it's not Vince McMahon. Was it Jack Swagger, Tommy Dreamer, Christian, or Ezekiel? Adam. Bill. Well, who was that, Will Bourne, to your quiz? It was, it was uh, Adam Cleary. Is it Christian? No, dear, that's oh! wrong. Tommy Dreamer. No, oh, dear, it, that's no, not it was Ezekiel Jackson. Ah, he won it on the final ever episode. They couldn't just let Christian have that. Know, he had yeah. the title. Oh, we all knew ECW why. was ending, and they that's went, put it on the guy from the core. Of course. So still Idiot. two each on this quiz, all about, of course, wrestling. Uh, question seven. God almighty. <laughs> Eight. I may Never hire got... another radio person. Look, 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 I've just seen the soundboard. You've titled that E with threes. <laughs> so, I may have got a bit off. I can't believe you've done this a question seven. Donald Trump. I got bored of doing like, you know, okay. e, e, uh, Emma, but with an E. because it's awesome. So we've gone for the Mean Street Posse. E. That's, <laughs> got... That's probably the highest density of the letter E per mm. wrestling name ever. Well, you think that. Wait till question nine. That's all I'll say. Oh, hello. Uh, okay, uh, question seven, all about the Mean Street Posse. Okay. Hang on, all about the Mean Street Posse. Hang on, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> all about the Mean Street Posse. <laughs> Sorry, do you know what I mean? All about the... <laughs> what has happened to this podcast? Oh, it's a good job this is the last thing we do at the end of the week, isn't it? Because now it'd get done. Uh, right. A very simple question. Okay. Mean Street Posse. What mean streets were they from? Uh, Bill. I think it was. The mean streets of Greenwich, Connecticut. He, he didn't say his name. He just went, Ugh. Oh, Adam. <laughs> mean streets of Greenwich, Connecticut. Yeah. 
not having that. Right, that's three. <laughs> or give yourself a point in your head then. Like, I, I will. I will. <laughs> Uh, okay, three, three, two. What were you, hang on, what were you going to say though? What was your answer? Greenwich Canal. No, how convenient! <laughs> how convenient! Uh, so you, so I googled. I, goog- I googled posh towns in the USA for no <laughs> bloody good reason. Oh, go on with your options then. No, they were just really boring. They're like Cooperstown, New Haven, Bridgeport, <laughs> and, wow. and, and Greenwich, Greenwich Canal. Yeah, Greenwich Canal. <laughs> uh, okay, question. <laughs> Question. Oh, is my, is my, uh, my, my comment about the highest density of ease per wrestling stable going to look silly now, I think? Question, question eight. All about the iron sh- <laughs> Very good. Right, the iron Sheik. Uh, which beloved 80s character did the iron Sheik recently take to Twitter to shoot on? Is it? Pamphlet. <laughs> <laughs> is it Marty McFly? Is it Indiana Jones? Is it Gremlins? Or is it E.T., the extraterrestrial? Oh, God. Adam, Indiana Jones. No, dear, that's wrong. Oh, that's are. what I was going to say, too. Marty McFly, Gremlins, or E.T.? If you, want, if you want my advice, Phil, I think it could be Marty McFly. I was going to go with that or E.T. I don't think it's Gremlins. Did you, you wrote this quiz, didn't you? I wrote this you quiz. Get, you've dis- you're disgusing. You're working out very well these days. I've been days, working very hard. I actually spend more than 10 minutes on this quiz now. See how, you see how iron sharpens iron? Yes, or, you're a very good yes, point. Or, uh, yeah. Why would he shoot on E.T.? Why would he shoot on Marty McFly? Why would he shoot on anything? Because he's fucking <laughs> mad, Phil. <laughs> Cheeky baby. I don't know. E.T. Yay! Hey! Do you want me to read his tweet? Yes, yes, I do. I'll be honest with you, E.T. Bubba. You could have phoned home in the first 10 minutes, saved us all the trouble, you dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> you need to be following the Iron Sheik. not wrong. <laughs> Thing is, the Iron Sheik, like so many celebrities, right? I have a poll. I don't follow famous people on Twitter. Like, if you're more famous than me, I'm not interested. Because it never John did... Cena follow you on Twitter? Yeah, John Cena follows me. Barack Obama follows me. Ada Pacitti follows me. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Um... Because whenever, like, celebrities are so rarely actually good, but when they are, so many other people follow them, it gets retweeted in your timeline ah, anyway. That's a good point. I see occasional Iron Sheik tweets, and they're all brilliant. I followed him for a while, and it was just like, not funny, not funny, not ah, very good, oh, not funny, not funny, not funny. <laughs> just let other people do the work for me. Fair. That's a good good point. Yeah, right. Don't, don't, work. Two, don't tweet hard, mate. Tweet smart. Two questions to go. Three each, I believe, and we might get a bit of protestation here. Four each with the ones that we've given you us. You probably want to give it a second, because <laughs> right now there's going to be loads of people not believing that both Obama and Cena follow me, <laughs> checking it on their phone while the podcast rumbles on without them. Oh, that should be enough time. Okay, question nine. Game recognized game. Slight issue here, because I'm going to be accused of bias in this question. But question nine is all about Scott worldwide. too hot. Why, yep. why are you accused of bias? Because I'm Cause definitely no letteries in that name. Because <laughs> <laughs> of Phil's adoration yeah. of too cool. Uh, but a very simple question. About there isn't a single letter E in Scotty too hot. Yeah, that's what I just said. Two lots. <laughs> yeah, I thought... Two lots. There's no one. What? <laughs> I worked so hard on this quiz. <laughs> Maybe I should have been working on these nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw that in the Dudleys when they least can expect it next week. <laughs> no one snitch. Do, no don't snitch. do I'll it. I'll say a word. No. Don't do not tell them. Do not tell them. Uh, okay. I don't even do the whole, oh, Adam Wilbur's got a little surprise. Yes. Yes. Can't no, say nothing, anymore. Nothing. That's even worse. Uh, question nine. Scotty Too High. What is Scotty Too High? What is Scotty Too Hotty allegedly obsessed with, according to Wikipedia at least? Pussy. 
Uh, right. Definitely going to get at least one comment on that. I used to love this podcast. Now it's just like speaking spell and I hate it. Is he obsessed with insects? What? <laughs> Disney, hats, or Christmas? Hats is, hat is such a throwing because you can't hear anything else. Phil, I'm going to go with Disney because he was definitely on the roller coaster crew with Mick Foley back in the day. Nothing, sorry, nothing worse than adult Disney fans, like, nothing. But uh, it was a really weird, you know when they, someone edits Wikipedia and writes it, because it might not be true, this, let's be honest, <laughs> or someone edits it and they write in a really weird way, not not any way that, you know, sentence structure should go, and it basically said, yeah, Scotty Too Hot, he's massively obsessed with Disney, uh, this was revealed by, I think, Mick Foley, actually, uh, and also, Scotty Too Hot, he bought his kid a Dumbo costume before it was born, and I was like, what's... Sorry, what fact's that? What's that? Where? What? Surreal. But he's a Disney fan, basically. I'm not even sure if a worm's an insect. I don't think it is. I just put it in there. I was like, I can't put worms in. That's too obvious. But... Right. Oh, you said insects. Okay. Final question. It's more sensitive. It's the. It's the uh, What's this cause? It's. What's I think it's cause? four three or five four to you, Phil. Uh, yeah, but take, it, take his imaginary point off. But so you got your imaginary, imaginary point <laughs> off then. Well. Four three. I wasn't counting my emotional <laughs> okay. He's not had hot. He has not had. He's not got half the quiz. <laughs> Give over. It's four three. Four three by my scoring. Okay. Final question. To me. To you. To, to me. Him. Yeah. All right. All right. Barry juggle. Jesus. <laughs> right. Final question is all about when WWF became WWE. That's actually quite quite yeah thematically yeah. a good conclusion. Right, well, don't get ahead of yourself. A panda. The answer is a panda. The answer is a panda. <laughs> you, you, you are worryingly close. Okay. So I thought, I won't do all the boring and wind it out. So I just wrote, what month are pandas usually born? <laughs> that was the what month are pandas usually born? <laughs> what month are pandas usually born? Your options. What? <laughs> what month? WWF's logo's a panda. What month are pandas usually born? What month are pandas usually born? There's a mating okay. season, and then a... <laughs> well, apparently, isn't that the whole problem that there isn't a mating season? <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> one month that Panda's usually born, he's get this to get to, to draw the quiz. Okay. Is it March, June, August, or December? <laughs> right. Come on, Phil, come on. We'll play a bit of logic of this, right? Because uh, Panda's... Uh, Do they hibernate? You know, you know I, do. I don't think it gets cold enough where because yeah. like it's like Asia part of the panda, isn't it? They don't eat enough food in when they're awake. Yeah, to they definitely hibernate. As well, as no, the winters aren't harsh enough, surely. Yeah, I'm going to say this. Ah, what, what's these options here? Sorry, I was reading about pandas. Um, <laughs> March, June, August, or December? I think December. December. Their eyes bad. are different to normal bears. Cool. Yeah, Phil. August. I'm going to jump in before. Trying to take it. At five months, giant pandas learn how to climb. Sometimes practicing by climbing on their mum. <laughs> that's how I did it. <laughs> it was your mum. That's the joke. August. <laughs> they spend 10 to 16 hours a day feeding, mainly on bamboo. Idiots. But occasionally on... These nuts. <laughs> Phil says August. August. Phil says August and I want to go to the pub. Jesus God. <laughs> Will you say August is the month that pandas are usually born? <laughs> <laughs> Yay! 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 
correct answer. I, I did. Oh. I was looking there for when their uh, mating season is. I think it's sort of like March spring, to May. I was going to say spring, yeah. And then uh, do all the stuff that they do and then give birth in August. So it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say this podcast never teaches you anything. How many videos of pandas screwing did you have to watch? <laughs> to, uh... Enough. Enough. <laughs> right. That's been Wrestle Culture. <laughs> you can follow the winner of this week's quiz on Twitter at Phil My Chambers, and you can follow Adam Cleary yeah. at Adam Cleary C L E O I. And you can follow the man who you think just done a really weird editing cut leading to that bit of silence, <laughs> but that was actually how it happened live because he was fucking over the machine and couldn't find the button. At Adam <laughs> Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. We will be Raw, SmackDown, NXT 2.0, and all the AW shows as well. And make sure you join myself and the Dadly Boys tomorrow. We're going to be dis- discussing Big E as WWE champion, what the future holds for him, whether he can save WWE and potential future opponents. But for now, this has been Wrestle Culture. My thanks to Phil, to Cleary, to you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Wrestle Culture is recorded in front of a live studio audience. Wrestling! Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.